Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to episode 79. I want to talk about interviews and I want to talk about how to talk about yourself because interviews really, that's what they are, right? It's, it's you answering questions, talking about yourself and doing it in a way that helps the other person understand you and see you as a great candidate. But here's the thing. One of the biggest mistakes you can make in your interviews is talking about yourself. But here's what I mean, is when you make it all about you, that's when things go sideways. Yes, absolutely talk about yourself, but you do it in a way that is relatable and engaging and helps the other person see you in the role. They are compelled to move you forward in the interview process because of the things that you're saying about yourself. So I want to make sure that when you do talk about yourself, you are doing it the right way with the perfect balance of saying just enough. It's it's the Goldilocks moment, right? It's just right. So if you talk too much, if you don't listen for cues, if you overshare irrelevant details, hurts, betrayals, these are the kind of things that will prevent you from connecting with the interviewer. You also can make mistakes by not saying enough about yourself. Even what's unsaid is still talking about yourself because when you don't say things, then that becomes a distraction for the person interviewing you. They wonder why you're not saying things. Is it lack of confidence? Maybe they would interpret that as you not having the experience when you actually do. So I want you to think about how you talk about yourself in a new way so that it flows, so that you come off as interested, smart, engaged and the interview turns into a conversation instead of an interrogation because I know that's how it feels and I don't want you to feel interrogated I want you to feel in control and I want you to take control of guiding that narrative because you do have some power over that so how do you do it well first of all I want you to stop feeling like you have to be the hero in the story, that you have to convince someone of something. You really don't. Because first of all, you were invited to that interview. That means they're already convinced. Your resume did the job it needed to do. Your LinkedIn profile did the job it needed to do. So you don't have to go in with convincing energy or think that you have to do more than what's already been done. This is why you were invited. They already see a glimpse of your value. Now the interview becomes an opportunity for you to understand more about them and share more about you. That's why I want you to think of yourself as a guide 
or a consultant more than having to jump in and be the hero. And what do guides and consultants have in common? Well, they're there to solve problems. They know they can do it. They're bringing the accumulated value of all their skills, expertise, solutions, and even their capacity for figuring things out. That's what they're bringing. And that brings certainty. That gives you a sense of ease and confidence that you can carry with you into the interview. So think about it like this. When you are a consultant, you're asking questions. So I want you to be curious. I want curiosity to be an overriding feeling or attitude, if you will, as you go into the interview. Because the things they ask you, you can actually have an inner dialogue with yourself about why would they be asking this particular question? Yes, it may relate to the job description. It may relate to requirements, but there's a reason the role requires that. There's a reason that they're asking that particular question because it's solving a pain point. It's solving a goal or aspiration. And you thinking about yourself is how do you help them solve that problem? How do you help them achieve that goal is such a powerful place to be in when you're in an interview. They have a goal, you have accomplishments that align with that goal. They have a problem that needs to be solved. You've probably solved a similar problem in the past. They wanna maybe elevate, they wanna extend their service proposition or what they do, you have expertise that's gonna help them do that. Simply, maybe they just need help. And you're someone who wants to help. That's what a consultant does. When you put yourself in that space that you have the experience and the capacity to help them with those things, game changer, my friend, absolutely. It changes the tone and dynamic of the interview because again, you're not going in there convincing them of something. You're going in looking for ways that you can help, guiding the conversation by being curious. Curious is an attitude. It's also an energy. And you you walk in with that and you demonstrate that by being very strategic and also asking questions. Curiosity naturally leads to questions. And if you feel a little uncomfortable asking questions during the interview, then start out with the phrase, you know, I'm really curious about that. Tell me more. That's a great way to kind of segue into you asking questions. And listen, despite what your brain might be telling you, an interview is just a conversation. A conversation you've been invited to, as I said before. Now it's your opportunity to spend a little bit more time and really just decide going in, that you're there to listen, learn, and offer help. So when do you ask questions and why do you ask questions? Well, part of the reason for asking a question is because you have a legitimate interest in deciding if they are a fit for you. Maybe it's the case of support, 
that you'll get as a leader in the organization. Maybe you want to know more about programs and processes. Maybe you want to understand professional development opportunities. These are all great reasons to ask a question because it's information that you can use to help you in your decision-making process about them. The other reason to ask questions is so that you can talk about yourself further, going deeper, sharing more of your value, sharing additional examples of the kind of impact that you can have inside of an organization. So when you ask a question, what you're really looking for is an opportunity to share more of your relevant experience. So let me give you an example. If you ask a question, tell me more about a recurring challenge that the person in this role experiences. The answer you get to that question might be, well, we have a difficulty getting the information we need from the cross-functional teams, and therefore the person in this role is constantly following up, constantly chasing people down, and struggling to you know, get that info so that they can keep the program moving forward and launch everything on time. That's very valuable information for you because first of all, it says that there's a problem with communication. There's a problem with everybody being on the same page. Maybe that's a problem you don't want to encounter anymore. And maybe that information is a red flag for you. Great, no problem, okay? You can simply move on, catalog the information, and then decide later if you still want to pursue that opportunity. But what if that information is a challenge for you? What if knowing that sparks even more interest and you actually have an example of how you have helped turn things around in a very similar situation? This is the door that's been opened for you to share. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, that seems to be a common problem when working with cross-functional teams or even outside organizations, um, partners. And I have a lot of experience doing that, actually. And one of the ways I found that works, keeping everybody on the same page, is just to do brief 15-minute meetings on Mondays and Fridays. And I get everybody involved together. We talk about what's happening. We set timelines and priorities. And then by Friday, we check in and we see what's actually gone to plan and what's gone sideways. And that way, we even proactively set up what we want to do and how we want to tackle anything that's gone off the rails when we meet again on Monday. So you see, and of course I was very general there, but you see how knowing that information gives you the opportunity to talk about yourself, to share a story that is very relevant, that gives them so much insight about what it's gonna be like to work with you. And I'm telling you, if that's a struggle, the example I shared, then you sharing how you solve that problem is going to be reassuring to the manager, 
reassuring to the team members, no matter what stage of the interview process that you uncover that pain point and you talk about how you solve it, well, you just, you just show that person that you're going to make their life easier and better. And that's ultimately what everybody wants, right? Team members want someone to join them that's going to make their life easier and better. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of onboarding. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of training. Most people feel good about sharing their knowledge. And that's how they approach training. But they also want to know that this is someone that's going to align with them to see things the way they see them and add value and elevate the whole team, elevate the organization. That's how you talk about yourself. That's how you share more in this combination of answering questions, talking about yourself in a way that's curious, inquisitive, and seeking information so that you can share more about how you can help and then asking questions. Questions show you care. Questions show that you're interested and questions are your way of opening doors. Give yourself more opportunities to talk about yourself so they see you as the awesome candidate that you are. Give it a shot. I'm going to put a list of questions in the show notes. Test them out next time. These questions were designed to uncover pain points so that you have an opportunity to talk about the ways you have solved those pain points in the past or your capacity for solving those pain points in the role that you're applying for. All right. Talk to you next time. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I also have lots of other great free and highly accessible resources so that you can have a job search that's stress-free, gets you in front of people, and most importantly, gets you that job offer. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.